0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, Be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore, You do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all. Watch. The Gospel of the Lord. One year ago tomorrow, my nephew Steve and his wife Kara welcomed their third child, Jillian Grace, into their lives. They didn't travel last Christmas, so I didn't meet Jillian until July when they came home to Michigan. Steve was holding Jillian when I went to introduce myself and meet her for the first time. Oh, Steve said, surprised, you haven't met her yet? In his mind, Jillian was already so much a part of their lives that he couldn't imagine a time when she hadn't been. Every parent knows that time, the time before your first child is born, and the rest of your life. We usually conceive of time as something flowing, moving steadily forward, accurately measured by clocks. We count the days until Christmas. The biblical word for tick-tock time is chronos. But there's another biblical word for time. Kairos. Kairos is the right time. Kairos is the time that we're waiting for. The time when all things come together. Kairos is God's time. The time in which we see God working. In today's Gospel, Jesus is calling us to be watchful, be alert. In our translation, the next line reads, You do not know when the time will come. But that's not what the Greek says. In the Greek, it reads, You do not know when that time is. When that time is, not, will come. And the word used for time is, you guessed it, kairos. This time that is looks more like leaving. It's like a man going on a journey who leaves home. Meister Eckhart, the 14th century mystic, wrote that the soul does not grow by addition, But by subtraction. Leave place, leave time, avoid even image. Go forth without a way, on the narrow path. Then you will find the desert track. The children of Israel have traveled the desert road from exile in Babylon home to the land of promise. The homecoming was not what they had imagined. The city of Jerusalem is in ruins. Life as they remembered it has been turned upside down. It feels as if God has abandoned them. The prophet Isaiah gives voice to their lament You, O Lord, are our Father, yet you have hidden your face from us. God seems distant hidden in the darkness of the heavens, just as it had been before the first moment of God's creating. Isaiah implores God to tear open the heavens once again and come down. As the prayer continues, though, Isaiah remembers a different time, when God was seen not from a distance, but walking in the garden fashioning the human one out of the clay of the ground. Like clay in the potter's hands, we bear the fingerprints of our Maker, the God who gets his hands dirty. We are the clay and you the potter. With us, God is recreating the world. Seeing God in this way Our prayer is not meant so much as to change God, but rather to change us, so that we might become the presence of God in the world. We are all the work of your hands. In today's Gospel, we hear the same command that Jesus gave to the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane. Watch and pray that you may not undergo the test. Mark is alerting us to a very important shift which is about to take place. Watch, therefore. You do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or in the morning. These four moments correspond to the hours of the Passion. Every Sunday in the Eucharistic prayer, we remember this time. On the night he was betrayed. But the word betrayed is more correctly translated, handed over. The handing over of Jesus represents a transition to a new mode of time, from activity to passivity. The passion begins in chapter 14 of Mark's Gospel immediately after this Sunday's reading. In the evening, at the Last Supper, Jesus handed over his life in the Eucharist. At midnight, he is handed over by Judas in the Garden of Gethsemane, when the other disciples have fallen asleep. At cockcrow, he is handed over by Peter, who denies him in the courtyard of the high priest. And at dawn, he is handed over to be crucified. All these moments look to us to be moments of defeat, as if God is absent. But Mark is alerting us to see just the opposite. God will come in what appears as failure, powerlessness, and death. The emphasis is not that Jesus passes from success to failure, but that he passes from doing to receiving what others do, from working to waiting, from the role of subject to that of object, and from action to passion. It is from this word passion that we derive the English word patient. The patient in the hospital exemplifies most strongly what it is to be done to. In Romans chapter 8, Paul wrote, God, who did not spare his own son, handed him over for us all. In his book, The Stature of Waiting, the late Episcopal priest W. H. Vanstone writes, So God is the one who depends on us for how God is going to live out the divine presence among us. This is the passion of God, God who is waiting for us, who in a very mysterious way allows us to decide how God will be God. In this Advent season, we imagine that we are waiting for the coming of the Christ into the world, but time is already filled with the presence of Christ. It is God. Who is waiting for us to incarnate divine love? God, waiting for us? We are all the work of your hands to make Christ present in the world.